again in the south. This time coming at you from a little place called Athens, Georgia. This guy is one of my best friends and someone that I've had some of the best conversations in my life with. He is a smart, talented, hilarious dude. And during this episode, we discuss many things, including the infamous 27 Club, Justin Bieber, uh, how slave owners used to get votes in a presidential election based on how many people they owned, whether or not it's worth dedicating your entire life to a religion, uh, Biden and Trump, and also living in Georgia. This is his second episode and his second pseudonym. I love this guy so much. His name is Leif Treason. Uh, what, what I was going to start with is the uh, the 27 Club. You know what I'm talking about? I don't think I do. Really? Should I? Yeah, you definitely know. No. 27 Club. Uh, Jim Morrison, Janis uh, Joplin, yeah. Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. Uh, and then if you include, I mean, you can include uh, Bradley Noel from Sublime. Mm -hmm. I think he was 28. Uh, Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon was 28. Mm -hmm. Elliot Smith was 34. There's all these people. Is that who you named your kid after? Mm -hmm. Elliot Smith? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we named all of them after musicians. Fiona was after the um, the donkey and Shrek or whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not exactly. <laughs> Fiona Apple. Are you a big Fiona Apple fan? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we both were. That's awesome. And then Lennon after Stalin and Lennon. I was going to say. <laughs> That's the first question people ask. They're like, you named him after the guy from Russia? No. No, the musician. Lennon, Hitler, Maxwell. <laughs> yeah, he could change it someday if he wants to. <laughs> no, what, what I wanted to bring up about it, though, is all these people all these musicians that made all this incredible music that mm. changed everybody's lives, they went out super early. Mm -hmm. And do you think, I mean, I, sometimes I think about like, what if Neil Young went out? What if Bob Dylan went out? What about Keith Richards? And I don't even like the Stones, yeah. but all these people died super early and it's almost like they did all these amazing, wonderful things in like a three, I forgot Kurt Cobain, in like a three or four. I you said him. Did I say? I thought you did. Um, well, I mean, they all recorded this music, you know, like two, yeah. three, four albums in a three-year span. And it's fascinating to me that it happened in that early part of their 20s. It's almost like you can't make life-changing music once you get into your 30s. <laughs> Tell that to Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead too. <laughs> he lasted a little bit longer. It's true. The one thing that I was thinking about when you were talking about that is they, unless I'm forgetting something, they didn't really make it to the point where they were like overly commercially successful either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like didn't Neil Young do like an iPod commercial or something at some point? Like in the early 2000s? Uh, U2 did. U2, of course. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just crap like that. It's like, did they maintain more of their artistic integrity because they didn't 
live long enough to commercialize their music. Uh-huh. Like Hendrix was never on Austin city limits or, yeah. you know, or doing a whole foods commercial or something, <laughs> you know, target. Yeah. Or target. <laughs> like you imagine Hendrix doing a target commercial. Excuse me while I shop this place. <laughs> it's a, it's fascinating to me though, that all of that stuff happened in such a short time period and yeah, most of them didn't get to experience the success that came afterwards. Like their, yeah, their music was commercially successful later on. Even Janice and all, like they were all used for commercial purposes. But would they have been if they had still stayed alive? Or, I mean, probably like, I mean, you know, like CSNY, you know, they were super OG, super whatever Crosby stills Nash and young. Yeah. Yeah. Super hippie, super like from the sixties. I mean, just like anybody else and they, their careers morphed into more of a commercial thing. Like their music was used commercially and they went on tours. They're probably still on tours. David Crosby toured with, uh, who do you tour with? Crosby. I want to say grateful dead, but it wasn't grateful dead. Yeah, I mean, there were a bunch of those bands that were hanging out together. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still making music and they're still, <coughs> they're still deeply artistic, but um, I don't know. There's a, there's a different, I feel like there's a different thing from the artists that have stayed like, I mean, good for them. They keep their careers going for 20, 30, 40 years, but in order to do that, it's like, okay, well, you're your songs are not going to be on an iPod commercial and you're going to be sold with every Mac that comes out or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, versus you feel like with Jimmy and Janice and even uh, Jim Morrison, whoever, you just feel like a deeper, I don't want to say it sounds trite to say they, they never sold out. It seems trite to say that, but I mean, that's basically what it was. Mm -hmm. Like they maintained their artistry, it seems like. But with somebody like Janis Joplin, like, have you ever appreciated her? Mm-hmm. Yeah? She she had a great voice, but I feel like she wouldn't she wouldn't be as famous as she is if she would have lived. I don't think she had other things that were going to happen. I can see that. Oh, and I forgot Bonham. Oh, yeah. Bonham was 31, man. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Do you ever think about age? Like, I'm 36, you're 36. You ever think about, like, Bonham did all... All of that with Led Zeppelin by the time we were five years younger. Wrote some of the best music that will ever be recorded. You know who's 36 right now? Who? LeBron James. Yeah. Like, what have we done with our lives? (laughs) I got a sneaker deal. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, music is... I feel like... um, I mean, things are different now. People still do drugs, but it doesn't happen. That type of thing doesn't happen anymore. It's almost like... Like having that longevity or, it, or having that big of an impact, you mean? No, people don't OD. Oh, oh, oh. Like, you're just talking about that. What about Bieber? What if Bieber went out at 27? I don't know how old he's, he is. He's got to be close. What if he went out at 27? He's automatically going to get lumped into that club. Yeah. And I'm not saying he shouldn't, but... I think it's just people have, 
I think that was kind of a new ish phenomenon back then. Like everybody getting so wasted all the time and getting into heavy drugs and like cocaine was just coming onto the scene and you know, they were just figuring out what acid was and all that kind of stuff. And so there was no precedent for it and nobody, I mean, even just like with smoking, like a lot of people didn't know how bad it was. Mm -hmm. It was like nine out of 10 people or eight out of 10 people smoked. And it was, and now it's like, if you smoke, you're like a social pariah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think just with the way society has changed towards in its thought towards, drugs and the just say no and all that crap that happened. Um, it stigmatized it more to the point where like, yeah, somebody like Bieber now will like, he might like go to a party in LA and he's like going to snort a line and it's super cool. And he thinks he's awesome, but he's not going to, it's not going to become part of who he is. I don't think. And like to the point where he ODs or, or even like the things they get addicted to now too, are just like pills. Yeah, you know, oxy's. Yeah, and you. Well, I think, and then you get put into a a re like a yeah hundred thousand dollar a day rehab or whatever. I think there's too much money to be lost. They probably yeah they probably have more people looking out for them. And because most of them, I mean, honestly, most of them have centered their careers around the monetary purpose behind it and value behind it. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not maybe you're maybe I'm idealizing it too much, but you don't feel like Janice got into it for the money. You mm-hmm. know, she's purely there for the artistic integrity and Jimmy and whoever. Yeah. Whereas it's like, no Bieber started out on YouTube. Yeah. Like he got in like, sure. Maybe he likes music and he writes songs and whatever, but he got into it for the money. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Like there's too much to, there's too much to be lost where he's not like a, he's not like a tormented artistic soul who's looking to, uh, you know, quell his, his problems with booze and what if you cocaine met, and whatever. What if you met him and he was just like the smartest dude ever mm-hmm. and so deep and you're like, whoa, Bieber, I didn't even know. <laughs> also, how many of those people, if any committed suicide versus OD'd? Kurt Cobain supposedly committed suicide. Supposedly. Uh, but even he was later. I mean, he's he's 30 years later than some of the others yeah. we're talking about. Well, and do you know about Elliot Smith? I don't think I do. He stabbed himself. Oh. In the heart. Oh. Twice. I don't know how you do that. That's that's why there there wow. are um not disputes, but the only other person there was his girlfriend at the time. And from what I remember, she was locked in the bathroom and they were having a fight. And then she came out and he was laying on the ground. And they say something like, if you go to stab yourself. I was going to say, would that even be physically possible? You don't, your brain stops you from doing it. Yeah. Because the the desire to live, mm-hmm. it, it's like there's a puncture wound first before it actually goes in. Yeah. And with him, I think there's just two full stabs. Unless he was just on meth or something he was doing drugs and he's like insanely depressed yeah but which this is when mid 2000s this was 2003 yeah and you know what else the crazy thing is that i just learned recently you never really got into blind melon right not into them but i appreciated them yeah yeah 
uh, their lead singer, Shannon Hoon, was like... Weren't you telling me about a documentary? Yeah. I never, they, I never watched that. They just put one together, and it's amazing how much footage he shot of himself. Like, you know, today, people are constantly live streaming to Facebook or yeah. Snapchat or whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> Live streaming to Snapchat. Kids. I'll give it to I you. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. People, people are doing things in real time mm-hmm. and other people are watching it. Okay. Uh, in, in, the, in the early 90s, Shannon Hoon had a video camera, you know, just like one of those old school records on the little mm-hmm. TV tapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was constantly recording himself, like super mundane stuff. Like yeah. he's brushing his teeth in the bathroom and then he's playing with his cat, like all this really weird stuff. And for what purpose? Just you documenting know? his life, really. Yeah. And so they had, they had like over a hundred hours of footage that somebody went through hmm. and turned it into a 90 minute documentary. And almost all of it is footage he shot. Really? Which is really weird. You know, 20 years later after he's dead, you're watching him and they have the last, uh, he, he's in the hotel room talking to his, his wife and, uh, he sets it on a chair and it's just recording him talking to her yeah. and just having a conversation. And then like an hour later, he gets on the tour bus and ODs on cocaine. So you get to see like the, the last hour of his life. But do you think it was on purpose? That he recorded that moment? No, that he OD'd. So um, that, he, that he actually like, like, how do you even know when somebody ODs if they're doing it intentionally? Like if they're actually trying to commit suicide. I don't No, I don't think he tried to commit suicide. Yeah. I think he, he had a bunch of issues and he was in and out of rehab. And I think he maybe took a break for a couple of weeks and then he just did too much. Oh yeah. But not that many people OD on cocaine. It's usually heroin that gets them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, can't remember where I was going with that. He, uh, so he documented that last hour of his life. Oh, I know where I was going. He, that happened, this is really weird, that happened on, I believe it was October 22nd. So Very specific. Of 1996, Elliot Smith killed himself on October 22nd, 2003. So there was exactly seven mm. years between them. Not that that means anything, but that's just kind of a weird coincidence. You know? It is. I'll give you that. But yeah, I, I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder like... I had this conversation on a different episode with Galen Ballinger about creativity and where it comes from and how certain people tap into it. And it's like thoughts and ideas. It's like, where, where did Steve Jobs get some of the stuff he came up with? Where did, mm. well, we know Edison stole all of his ideas from the people who were working for him, but <laughs> where did Alexander Graham Bell get that? Like, how does that happen for, for regular things? And also how does it happen musically? Mm. And a lot of those people, I think they were tapping into something that other people didn't understand. Yeah. And it was so overpowering that they just burned up, man. They mm. just, it's like, it's there's some life force that like pushed all this amazing shit right through them. Yeah. And then they just burned up. It's like, they were just like a filter for cool songs. Yeah. I could see that. Like, it was so much creative energy that I like that term that filtered through them. Mm-hmm. 
that they just couldn't you you couldn't maintain a normal consciousness and a normal existence yeah <clears throat> with having that much like i mean think about how how unique they are so nobody like who's going to who's going to be their confidant like who's going to understand them who's going to understand what they're going through mm-hmm. so they're going to be incredibly lonely yeah and it's like who's got the <clears throat> they're going to be incredibly lonely and everybody's wanting a piece of them at the same time because yeah. everybody wants to make money off them and whatever and they're probably they probably have some kind of like crazy wounding from their childhood where for sure either their parents hated them or their dad beat them or something mm-hmm. so <laughs> Yeah, compile all that, and they have thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're young, mm-hmm. like five out of five. Yeah, com- compound all that on on each other, and they yeah. don't. They don't. St- I mean, it's surprising they last as long as they do. Mm-hmm. In that case, you know. Yeah, what you said, I, I've seen and read a ton about the Beatles, and that was one of the things they always said is they they were like four untouchables and no one else could relate to them. Yeah. They only had each other. But uh, yeah, but at least they had each other. They had each other. And so they, I mean, it was like a a life force and you couldn't talk to one of them and get anything out of any of them because they were just so, uh, they they confided in each other so much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like bands, bands like you two are probably the same way. Mm -hmm. Just bands that have been, the four of them for how many years, you yeah. know, 40 plus, maybe 50, mm-hmm. 50, 40. You too. They started in the eighties. <clears throat> so 40 years. No, they had to start before that. Yeah. Maybe early eighties. Yeah. Late seventies, early eighties. Well, and we were talking about the chili peppers earlier. They started in the early eighties. They've been together as long as you two, which is weird. Yeah. Just about mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Well, they're as old as those guys too. I don't know why. Why would? <clears throat> why do the Chili Peppers seem so much younger? Is it just <laughs> I don't know the music they play or something? Yeah, I don't know. Because <clears throat> you two, they all just seem like a bunch of old farts. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, they're the same. Probably the same age. <laughs> they're like in the same class in high school. It's like no. It's like how I seem so much younger than you. In three months. Mm-hmm. Three months. But I have a youthful glow about me. You have a youthful glow, but I have so much more knowledge. <laughs> All those things I learned in that first three months. Three months worth. <laughs> How to eat pizza with oh, reckless abandon. Man, I'm glad somebody taught me that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but being, being in a band, I mean, I've been in a bunch of bands. I know you have too. It's a, it's a weird dynamic. You... you I mean, it's like a marriage with three or four other people and you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't usually just take it your own direction. You kind of have to get everybody on board and unless you're like Elliot Smith and then it's like, yeah, your name is, your name is the band. Uh You are the band. Yeah. So even if you get musicians who like kind of understand what it's like to be on the road and be, have that lifestyle and whatever, like they're not going to understand you personally. Mm Mm-hmm. But in, also, that, in that kind of case. But also, if that's the case, then you're coming up with everything. Not many people do that. Yeah. I mean, he, he was unique because he could play 
piano, guitar, bass, drums, sing. So he could record an entire album by himself. Yeah, like Bieber. Like Bieber. <laughs> I, I really want to think he's like a cool dude. I bet he is. I mean, he can't be to a certain extent because he's been famous since he yeah. was a kid. That's got to mess you up, man. I think he actually is a pretty good musician. Yeah? <clears throat> like, I think he plays guitar and piano and uh, drums for sure. He'll like he'll jump back on the drums in his for real in his yeah in his shows yeah huh. funny you seen his, some of his shows mm-hmm. watching them on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, that guy was talking about who's the next topic <laughs> that guy who's the engineer that lives here yeah <clears throat> he's Bieber's engineer ah well you should ask him oh. be like hey what's he like I mean does he eat a club sandwich you should have had him on the podcast it would have been a lot better <laughs> no I could just text him hey what's Bieber like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm asking for a friend. <clears throat> yeah, dude. It, I mean, since I was a little kid and I figured out that music was the thing that kind of spoke to me, kind of tried to research and learn as much about the people I was very interested in. But things change over time. And, I mean, are you still pretty good at finding new music or you just kind of listen to the stuff you've always listened to? I feel like my, I constantly feel like my standards are just too high. Like I end up just listening to the things I listen to and maybe every like couple years I make like a new discovery, Mm -hmm. a new, a new obsession, Mm -hmm. but I'm so jaded. I don't know why, but I'm just like jaded against Oh, the new music, like, well, let's go listen to the new band. Even here, like, there's tons of cool bands, and, like, this is the... Where's here? Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. The Sunshine State. No, it's not. That's Florida. <laughs> you fooled me. <laughs> um, there's a decent scene here. It's known for, like, I mean, this is where R.E.M. is from. Mm-hmm. You're... you're uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Yep, your favorite band of all time. Yeah, man. from here. Yeah. Um. B, was, the B-52s? Yeah. They're from here? I, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I was going to, not that it would ever happen, I was going to be like, hey, if anybody in Athens knows Jeff Mangum. You should have. Tell, tell him to get, I don't know if he lives here anymore. I bet he does. But that would be cool, man, if I could sit down with him. I don't know if any of the REM guys live here or not. I would assume not. They probably live in like London or something. There's a few, there's a few like famous chefs I know who are from here that are, that still live here. Because... Cuisine is... No, just because they're from here. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's um, got to be mainly because of the college, right? I think that's what, yeah, attracts most people. Yeah. And then they end up staying for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't... Like, when I hear new music, it's really hard for me to... Like I could like something and kind of like like the way it sounds, and then I immediately start dissecting it, and I like judge it way too harshly. Yeah, and it just if it has any whiff of like insincerity or like copycatism or whatever, like Greta Greta Van Fleet. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. <laughs> I can't even talk about them. They're yeah. just. They, I don't know if they came up with it on their own, but for anybody listening who doesn't know, they're basically a Led Zeppelin ripoff. Were they put together by a marketing company or something? Because they literally look like 
a target version of Led Zeppelin. When I heard it, I legit thought it was an unreleased song right. from their catalog. I was like, holy shit, they're putting out new music? Like, what is going on? And then I realized they're like 15-year-old kids. But to the point where they they dress the same and they make the same gestures mm-hmm. and they play the same type of instruments. Mm-hmm. Does the lead singer put a sock down his pants? Yes, <laughs> he does. Cause he's 15. <laughs> but why would you do that? Like those kids are obviously talented. Mm-hmm. They can play their instruments. That kid can sing. Yeah. Why yeah. do you have to make a, f- a complete facsimile of, mm-hmm a band that's already been amazing and great and groundbreaking and original. Yeah. Like, Oh, that crap just drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. So anytime I hear a band, that's just like, if I feel like they're trying too hard or they're trying to be somebody else, it's just like, it's an immediate turnoff and I just can't, I wish it wasn't because I can't get past it then. Yeah. And then I can't appreciate all this new music. Like I wish I could. And also if I, usually whenever I find a new band or a new musician or whatever, I immediately go to YouTube and try and find live videos. And I want to know, like, can they pull off, like, am I just hearing, because you can do anything, absolutely anything on a Mm -hmm. record nowadays. Yeah. So, well, for the last 15 years, you've been able to do anything on a record. So it's like, are they, are they just doing something, you know? fancy with their editing or can they actually play can they actually put on a show can they actually sing and if it if that can tick all the boxes then i'm like kind of in it's disappointing when you hear an album and then you go to see somebody live and it sounds nothing like it yeah you're like man what what were you doing in the studio i got really into uh the head and the heart for a while and went and saw them live and they were terrible and i think they they knew it sort of and they like took the next couple of years and got better <laughs> like, uh, we're not touring anymore yeah we're just gonna practice <laughs> um they're i think they're better now but i kind of stuck with them because i liked their songwriting a lot and i like their that's a big thing like songwriting and uh melodies and lyrics like that's another big thing with me if the lyrics come off as like too pretentious or like shallow or like you're trying too hard or something Mm -hmm. the thing i always go back to i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now Mm. is is how passionate someone is with it like there's there's so many people who suck at playing like kurt cobain is a perfect example he sucked at guitar but you could just feel the pain in his voice don't you think it was universal don't you think greta van fleet is pretty passionate I mean, seriously, like, (laughs) I don't know, honestly. I mean, yeah, there's genuine. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There is genuine passion, genuine, real, authentic passion that's born out of, honestly, probably just born out of hardship. Yeah. Like with Cobain. Uh But then you have manufactured passion. Well, that's the shit that doesn't sell. That's the, I mean, you can see past that and maybe little teeny bopper 12 year olds at home don't quite understand it. But like anybody who's been through something can see that when they, when they hear a new song, I guess people just don't care. Is that what it is? I don't know. Some people just want something on in the background. Yeah. And yeah, if you want to do that, then sure. But if you're like actually sitting down with a pair of headphones or monitors and you're listening Mm -hmm. 
to music to get the actual soul behind it. If that's what you're looking for, then you have to acknowledge that stuff. Yeah. And you have to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the coolest part about so many types of music and, and uh, so many, so many songs that you've heard is understanding that somebody slept in a room that a band slept in a room where that was going. <laughs> they had one sleeping bag and none of them had jobs yeah. and then their car caught on fire and then somebody stole their guitars and like that in that uh flea biography he was talking about him and anthony Kiedis going to like a ski resort or something and sleeping under a stairway yeah just and they would go ski and then they would go find he like knew a laundry mat or something and they would sleep under a stair like they were poor yeah and they were struggling and they were just they weren't trying to be they weren't trying to do it so they could be the chili peppers eventually or be rock stars or whatever like they just wanted to play their music mm-hmm. and that like it was so inside of them and so ingrained in them that that's all they could do mm-hmm. and all they wanted to do was just play music at some point though i think luck or fate or whatever you want to call it plays into it because for for how many people that made it there's so many other people who slept in that same stairwell at the ski resort and just didn't go anywhere yeah Yeah. everybody i mean think how many people just reached a point where they're like fuck man i can't do this anymore i gotta go i gotta get a job at h&r block yeah. now yeah and some people it just works out for some reason like well, and some of them are probably, some of them probably have the same life path or trajectory or whatever as Janice or Jimmy or whoever, but nobody's ever heard of them. Mm-hmm. And they're in a club in Albuquerque every Friday night, pouring their heart out, playing the most amazing music, and they eventually OD or yeah. something. And it's like they just lived the exact same life. Mm hmm. As these guys did, but nobody ever knew it. There was a guy recently, you probably know who he is, and I can't remember his name now, but he was like a he's like a 39-year-old singer-songwriter. I think he hung out in Austin. And he was like somebody's son, some famous guy's son. And he's that exact story. He just, he played music forever mm-hmm. and couldn't quite make it. And then he OD'd. Yeah. Some people just don't, I mean, it's And is weird. it just luck or is it? Well, it it has to do with, I mean, the cool thing about where we're at now is anybody can, anybody can put something out. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> Your head's gonna be out of frame on that. <laughs> Talk to me, goose. Uh, it, it, there, it, it's you. Anybody can put anything on the internet, which means that everybody has access. But also, there's so much shit to weed through. In the 60s, the reason Jimi Hendrix blew up is because he's playing left-handed guitar and humping it and playing it with his teeth and doing crazy stuff that no one had ever seen before. And the only way for that to happen, to to spread, was by word of mouth. And so... Or you get on the... You actually get on a radio station. Like you get your stuff played on a radio station. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that thing you do? Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Dude, that scene when they finally get the song on the radio. Just pure joy. Yeah. Like the struggle and the hardship that it's taken for them to get to that point Mm -hmm. and just to hear 
a radio disc jockey announce their song and play it. Like they almost like got in a wreck driving around town. <laughs> and that's not like, that's not, I mean, yeah, it's Hollywood and it's idealized and it's stylized, whatever, but it's, that's what really happened. Like you yeah. really were that excited yeah, because it was so hard to do and you were playing it. Uh, School dances. Pizza. What's, what was it called? Villa Pianos. <laughs> Villa Pianos down by the airport <laughs> yeah. every Friday night, you know, just to make. Chad? Who's Chad? Just to make $100. Yeah. Who's, who's Chad? I don't remember. Yeah, man. I love that movie. Tom Hanks Idiot nailed just it. broke his arm. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that many, many times. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. that that uh, That's the difference in the the last. 60 70 years so many things have changed so many things have happened and now it's easier to become discovered yeah but there's just there's also a hundred million other people out there i think that's why i gravitate i mean it's also what i grew up with but i gravitate more to artists from the 60s and 70s and a little bit the 80s Mm -hmm. just because it was so much harder back then you had to be so much more genuine and passionate about it and you had to give up in a lot of cases you had to give up everything to make it happen mm-hmm. and yeah go sleep in your car for six months mm-hmm. or whatever just playing gigs on the weekends yeah like bieber's not doing that <laughs> maybe he is i don't know he's got a villain we're, hitting on, we're hurting on him pretty hard <laughs> he's gonna be so mad when he hears this yes some floaty in there mm. yeah man it's it's interesting the but there still are like there are still pockets of genuine like soul felt music that are still coming out these I mean I think they're just few and far between but there is stuff that's still happening I mean, Yeah the, the cream always rises you know But uh, the other thing I wonder about is where where do we go because this is a thing that we've been doing. I mean, people have been singing songs for thousands of years. And, you know, they just pass from tribe to tribe. And they're just like hymnals you chant together around the campfire, whatever. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you I feel you. Yep. Okay. Um, but then in probably, I mean, when, when was recorded music, recorded music? I want to say the 30s is when they could finally put, put recordings on acetate. 20s or 30s? Could have been the 20s. Yeah. Could have been the teens. But until then, <laughs> until then, if you wanted to hear something, you had to go hear it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was listening to a podcast and somebody said something about, uh, you will never get to hear Beethoven or Mozart play. Yeah. That's crazy. You mm-hmm. get to hear what they wrote, but you never get to hear them play. Maybe they played it a different way. Well, and to me, that's the, that's why I do what I do. Uh Like that's the draw for me of live concerts. Uh It's like even as much, you know, as music is produced and, and tampered with and edited and whatever, like there still is an element to you go to a live show to hear, to see somebody physically perform that song Mm -hmm. and they either can or they can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and anything can happen too. Yeah. Uh, they could, they could break a string in the middle of a song or they could sing a note a different way that you've never heard it before. That's my favorite part about seeing some live performances. Like I want to say Radiohead 
is is one that does it. Uh, just when they they sing it or play it differently than they do on the album, yeah, it's like you're hearing a new song. Yeah, yeah, it's their current interpretation of the music they yeah. wrote. Yeah, for sure. Father John Misty's like that. Yeah, we were talking about him earlier. Mm-hmm. He's he does a lot of um, melody ad libbing kind of. There's it, that's a double edged sword because I always felt like. Uh, Elton John is a huge one of those. Like he, mm-hmm. he almost never sings the right <laughs> melody. <laughs> he's like always creating, and it's probably just because he's so creative and mm-hmm. and so in his head, and his, he's so talented. Like he's just creating something new every time, and he's performing it a new way every time. But then there's times where you go and you're like, I just want to hear you sing "Tiny Dancer." Yeah, for sure. Like I just want to hear that line, and I'm expecting to hear this note next, and mm-hmm. I want to. I want to hear that. It's going to make me feel good. And, and but you're going to sing it down on this chorus or yeah. whatever. It's going to be yeah. a weird way. Yeah, sometimes it can go the opposite direction. Yeah. I mean, it's got to get so old though playing the same songs. Well, that's why I'm night. saying like you almost have to like for me it's like instead of getting bitter and being like, "Well, I can't you sing it normal for me." It's like you got to respect what he's doing and like, yeah, he has sang that song. <sighs> 15,000 times maybe, you know? And so like for his own artistic integrity, he's still creating it and he's still changing it. And he's, this is how he sang it on Tuesday in 1994, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, you know? And yeah, there is the recording that like, that's the recording forever. And that's the way he sang it on the recording. I was just thinking like, if you hated a song that you had recorded 30 years before, if you hated it so much, you just, you'd go out there and hit play on the iPod and, you know, walk in the back and have a couple drinks while it just played on. (laughs) You'd be like, fuck this song. I'll be back in four minutes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Cause a lot of those guys, they have to play that stuff. That would be, that would be amazing. Like this is what you came to hear, but I can't sing it anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. I'm, gonna, I'm over it. I'll be back. <laughs> it's like if you ate if you ate pizza every night. After 363 times of eating pizza, you'd be like, dude, I want some Thai food. You would know. Yeah. Well, we get we getting pizza tonight, <laughs> Papa John's. Oh man, um, <laughs> that's hard, man. Yeah, because those songs mean so much to so many people. For sure. And those people are. Yeah, I mean, you're going to a concert to hear them perform that song, but do you want to hear them perform it today at 7 p.m.? Or do you want to hear them just regurgitate what they wrote 70 years ago or 30 years ago so that you can hear it and feel good about it? Which I tend to be the latter. (laughs) Really? But it, I wish I wasn't. Yeah. I wish I could appreciate more like the artist that's in the, in the moment and almost reliving and recreating that song for you live. Like that's actually a huge thing. Yeah. That's a pretty cool, huge thing. But I'm like, Oh, I want to hear, dancer. I don't want to hear you go up at the end. Yeah. You're going to exactly. go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You tie a lot to those songs. I mean, I can, it's kind of like smell. I can be walking through a Target to go buy deodorant. And I hear a song that like reminds me of some chick I made out with in high school. And I'll instantly get taken back there. I'm like, I thought, you know, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you just like, instantly start salivating. <laughs> like, man, I wonder what she's doing. <laughs> um, 
like a, a great so example dumb. is uh, all those all those one hit wonders from the nineties. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, uh, fastball. Yeah, remember that band? That I that the I, way. Yeah, that's actually a great song. I freaking loved that song when I was a kid. Yeah. Or like uh, the Proclaimers, uh, Five Hundred Miles. I would walk yeah. no, five hundred miles. That's a great song. Complete one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. But like, I bought those. I bought those records, and like, I listened to them until you know my ears were tired. Mm-hmm. My brother. Uh, <laughs> He's going to be upset I said this, but uh, we went on a road trip once and the uh, Mbop by Hanson yeah. had just dropped. I'm not joking at all. He listened to it. It was the single. <laughs> he listened to it like 40 times in a row. <laughs> he loved that song oh so much. Gosh. And you know what's cool is going back and like after this, I kind of want to go listen to Mbop. Uh, can be arranged. Okay, cool. Uh, when you, when you hear those songs, when you're a kid, you don't evaluate it the same way that you do when you're old ass men with beards. Yeah. So you go back and kind of beard is a mustache with a little, I haven't shaved in a week. It, it takes you, uh, I mean, you get to relive something, but you also get to kind of hear it for the first time because I'll listen to like, I can't think of a good example, but like a Mariah Carey song from like 91 that mm-hmm. was like super famous and you just kind of throw it away because it's mariah carey and you know she's super famous she's released a, a hundred si- singles yeah. but you go back and listen to it and you haven't heard it in 20 years and you're like holy shit this is a really good song mm-hmm. i understand why it went where it went yeah I or whitney houston oh man give me a break she she did some incredible stuff she's another one man like she had she had so many problems. She's doing blow with Bobby Brown in the bathroom and getting punched in the face and mm-hmm. driving cars off cliffs or whatever. But she she took all of that emotion, man, all that passion. And when she'd sing, like when she did um, the Dolly Parton cover, I yeah. Will Always Love You. Like, yeah. dude, when you just listen to her voice, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you remember Natalie Imbruglia? She was married to Dana Johns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they not, are they divorced? No, they broke up in like 2002 or something. Uh-huh. Um, we used to sing, I used to sing that song in a band that I was in. I didn't sing it. Uh, there was a girl bass player that sang it. But it takes me back to that band. It takes For me sure. back to being in eighth grade or ninth grade or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And nothing's fun, I'm torn. <laughs> I'm all out of faith. Now it's in everyone's like, head. <laughs> yeah, but the, it came on. It came on somewhere recently when we were like at a restaurant or something. I was like, oh my gosh. And it, yeah, it literally just took you right back there. That's how I kind of recognize who, who the establishment that I'm in, like who they're catering to. If you go in somewhere and you hear those 90s one hit wonders, yeah. you're like, they're playing that shit for us. Yeah, exactly. You, you go somewhere else and they're playing like uh, Knights in White Satin. Mm-hmm. It's for the boomers, you know? Yeah. Side kinda, note. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the girl that I was in this band with, her dad didn't, he was like kind of supplying, he was a musician too. And he would like play in bars on the weekends. And he was really, he was a really good guitar player. Um, but he was also kind of religious and he didn't want us to sing. Like he didn't want his, his, uh, what, I don't know how old she was, 14 year old, 15 year old girl. Mm-hmm. He didn't want her singing lying naked by the door. 
He just didn't want her to sing that line. <laughs> or lying naked on the floor. Yeah, That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. So we had to sing Frying Bacon by the Door. Because <laughs> that makes more sense. Because that makes more sense and that's more wholesome. Everybody's like, yeah. That's not the right lyric. <laughs> what are they doing? I'm cold and I'm ashamed. Frying Bacon by the Door. <laughs> Yeah, unreal. That's, that's no good. Unreal. That's no good. I, uh, just, we did it though. Just this morning, I was reading about songs that people write that have sexual innuendo. That you know, soccer moms in Atlanta don't understand, mm-hmm. and so they're like blasting it in their car, and you know, their four-year-old singing along with them, and they're really talking about like getting blowjobs somewhere or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I remember that like my first daughter as a when she was five or six. You know, there was something. Uh, what was it? What's the? There's a line in the Bruno Mars song. Oh, really? Um. But she like, they like, I'm still you know, they, they kids bop fight it. So they change all the lyrics to it to make it more like family friendly or whatever. And who, who was the artist again? Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember I mean, what that song is like 24 karat oh, magic, really? whatever that song See, is. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the, the lyrics are, but dude, that song is catchy. Yeah. Yeah, and if I, you change the lyrics and make them family-friendly, then it can be catchy for five-year-olds, too. Uh, whenever I'm thinking about ideas for this, one of the ones that always pops up in my head is to have an episode where, with you, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, have an episode with you where we we talk about how good songs are that you're not supposed to like. Mm. You know, like you kind of be embarrassed to be like, oh, man, I really love Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. That's a banger. <laughs> But there's Straight a lot bagger. there's a lot of those songs that the older I get where I'm like I'm not I'm not afraid to say that I really like I can't think of something right now but you know yeah. what I mean like it, it's kind of like a lot of that stuff that Michael Jackson wrote mm. uh not that he's embarrassing or something but there's so many people working on those songs that are the fucking greatest at what they do, yeah. there's no way that that song is going to fail. Yeah, you just you. I mean, same thing with like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't personally like Taylor Swift, but sometimes I'll hear a song of hers on the radio, and I'll be like, man, this is really good. I never realized that until um, you know who. Oh, excuse me. Uh, you know Ryan Adams. Yeah. Have you heard his? He did the entire 1984 album. Somebody told me that it was probably you. It was probably me. Well. It is so freaking good. He like re he rewrote a decent amount of melodies and like even the way, like the timing of them and everything. But he did every song on 1984 and it's a freaking banger. She has an album called 1984. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. It was that. like one of her biggest. Mm. And it but it kind of made me want to like go back and listen to her, like listen to the real original version of it mm-hmm. and see how he came up with that. And it was it's really good. Dude, I should get a speaker out here and we should just play stuff. I have a Sonos sitting there. I here. wish that you couldn't get, uh, not banned, but. Um, oh, you get flagged. You get, yeah, flagged you get flagged by YouTube. I forgot. There's so many things I wish that you could play, like as you're More like discussing. Bluetube. It, you know? Bluetube? I don't know. It's like YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that oh, means. Oh, okay. 
I was going to say something more off color, but that's. Mm, but not, we're in Georgia. It's not who I am. We're in Georgia. Sipping sweet tea. I'm sipping Elijah Craig. You don't like your sweet tea? You haven't, you haven't even touched that, your. I'll put that in yours and I'll put that in mine. your sweet tea. I drank some, dude. Did I'm you just, though? I put it in a mason jar for you. So you could feel like you were in the South. Mason jars are where it's at. There's cotton. Cotton fields right around the corner. You, you want to talk a, about that? You got a mason jar of sweet tea. You should be feeling it right now. I don't know how I could get any more Southern for you. You could have had a, a box of peaches. Do they come in boxes? I don't know, like a knapsack? <laughs> like an apron full of peaches? No. <laughs> no? Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I should have got some barbecue. I would have had some barbecue for you. Yeah. I, I haven't eaten any authentic... Southern food since had, I got here. You had grits this morning. We did have grits. I had a fried chicken like 17 times. Yeah. Did you have any like actually good fried chicken or did you just have kind of like the fast food? Bojangles. I mean. Bixby's. Mixby's. Uh, Zaxby's. Zaxby's. You don't get flagged for saying Zaxby's? <laughs> no. An ad pops you up right to, now. Yeah. You have to bleep it out. <laughs> 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 that was me bleeping it out on myself. <laughs> It's cool to yeah. it's cool to come down here and like hit up all those places that uh, don't exist on the West Coast. Yeah, but also, yeah. What's it been like? I'm going to interview you now. Uh, what's it been like to like see places that you've heard about your whole life, like and places you've read about in uh, history, like in uh, Civil War history classes and things like that, and. Like, oh, I've always read about Charleston and I've read about Fort Sumter, but now you've like seen it. My brain's pretty good at trying to recreate what it was like when it happened. Mm. So when I'm driving through all these rural areas the last six days, I, this might sound horrible, but I like try to picture slaves in cotton fields. You're right. That does sound horrible. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's incredible that that was a thing mm-hmm. that you could own a person. And you know what else I was reading about recently with the Electoral College? Tell me. Do you know why it was established? No. It was established by the founders so that they could control who actually won. They didn't want the people to actually be able to influence the election hmm. and choose the president. Sounds like a conspiracy theory. It sounds like they wanted a democracy, or they wanted to portray the idea of a democracy, but they didn't really want that to happen. Yeah. They still wanted to be in charge of who got voted in. And when the when the southern states were added to the union and they were given electoral college votes, if you were a slave owner and you owned a slave, they were counted as three-fifths of a person. Yeah. Have you heard that before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have. Do you know how fucking insane that mm. sounds? It does now, but. But then it was like, yeah, I have 100 slaves, so I get 300 extra votes or what? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not good at math, but. It was close. Something like that. But it, what, it, what it allowed the, the, the Southern slave owners to do is, although there weren't enough white rich landowners in the mm. South, they still had sway because they owned black people and they could vote for a presidential candidate based on how many people they owned. Mm-hmm. 
What the fuck? That's like 200 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, that's the that's the bigger thing is it's actually not that long ago. No. In no. in the span of human history, which is what 13,000 years or something for what? Human history or maybe longer than that. Oh, it's Two, way longer than that. 50,000. I mean, it depends 000. on how you classify it, but yeah, I mean like humans have been sapiens. Sapiens. Yeah, it's been like a hundred to two hundred thousand years. Oh, okay. Where we've been like I was slightly off. Just a little bit. That's right. So what is what is two what is two hundred years in the span of two hundred thousand? You know? It's such a blip on the radar, but it's so but it's so in I mean it I'm not trying to like say that it's not important by any means whatsoever, but it's the kind of thing that like people get killed for you know what i mean it's the kind Mm -hmm. of thing that i mean nowadays like it's the it's the kind of things that end lives and causes protests and rigs elections and Mm -hmm. does all these things Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know is it really worth it in the span of history like is is what worth it i don't know like get like your life i guess like ruining your life or ruining somebody else's or killing somebody else or you being killed just for something that's 200 years old. In, in terms of the country. Yeah. Yeah, like how heated people get about things for pride of the American ideal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the older I get, and you and I, you and I have talked about this a bunch, the older I get, it's like... In a hundred years, everyone you know is dead. Mm-hmm. No one matters. You, I mean, maybe you're Keith Richards, maybe you're Janis Joplin, maybe you're Donald Trump, and you get. A, but in in two hundred years, your kids' kids are dead. Yeah, what I'm saying is, you know? like, you get a sentence in a history book. Yeah, but no one cares. Do right. you, does anybody really care about Caesar or fucking I mean, Gandhi? Or okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not, <laughs> let's not, not, get, let's not get crazy. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Gandhi it's was a, wonderful. It's a human that existed. He yeah. did, they've done, they, they did good things. They did bad things. They're dead. Yeah. We're, we, we really don't care. We really, uh, this might sound bad. We really don't care what Martin Luther King Jr. did. And he lived, he was, he was, he was shot and killed in 68, I think. That was 50, 60 years ago. You're no really one good with dates. I remember numbers for some reason. <laughs> I don't know my middle name, but I know dates. And that's not to that's not to discredit him, okay? He did yeah. some amazing, wonderful things, but no one really cares. Right. He he's been dead for 60 years. We're 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 at a time period right now where you got kids on TikTok, you got uh, Elijah Craig, you got McDonald's, you got Chick-fil-A, like everybody's so preoccupied with everything else. What happened in history, you may be able to, it may influence you and like push you in a certain direction, but you're really going to do what you're going to do. You're going to be dead in a hundred years. And I mean, (laughs) you might be scared to get into this, but like that video that's on YouTube that shows, that shows what happens to, the universe Mm -hmm. and 
the earth and the sun. The sun burns, I can't remember the figures, the sun burns for a trillion, trillion, trillion years. No one gives a fuck well, in the, about us. Also, the, nothing. the video is what, like 15 minutes total? Yeah. And human history, all of human history from that 200,000 years ago to the die out of the human civilization mm-hmm. uh, is like maybe eight seconds yeah. in that 15 minute video. Maybe. It's quick. Yeah. You're still watching it after 10 minutes and you're like. Humans died 10 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. You're like, how is this still going? Yeah. No one cares. The The universe doesn't care. We, we're so insignificant and people think that we matter, but we don't. And so that's why, I don't know, when you just start like evaluating life and what's important and what you want to spend your time on, it's really like you get to hang out with people. Yeah. You get to love your kids. You get to eat some good food, drink some Elijah, and then, then you're gone, man. Like, wh- why are we so worried about everything? Yeah. Why is everybody so? Why is everybody so worked up about everything? Why are we? I mean, I I understand having conviction and standing up for what you believe in and those things, but to demonize people because they don't believe what you believe and to hate people because they don't believe or think what you believe and think and to kill people because they don't, you think like their beliefs are so disgust. Like they're not Hitler. They're just Republicans or they're Democrats or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you honestly think they're so worthless and disgusting that you're willing to kill them Mm -hmm. and spend the rest of your life in jail. You know, you're, your worthless 70 years that you have left or whatever. Yeah. Like, how is that a thing? It's crazy what certain beliefs or certain religions or directions in life will take you. I mean, I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but like um, my grandpa, who was deeply embedded in the Jehovah Jehovah's Witnesses church. Mm he dedicated his life to that. I think when he turned 23 and he just died, he died a few years ago. He was like 70, 60, 70, something like that. So 50 years of his life. The only thing that he is guaranteed to know is real. He dedicated to worshiping this imaginary thing. And because of the rules and regulations within that belief system, but he didn't think it was an imaginary thing. No, he didn't. So is it real? It's not real to you, but is it real if it's that real to him? Like who, I, who, who decides if it's real? I, I don't. You know? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? But the only, the only thing that you're guaranteed is what you know is real. And we know, yeah. as far as I know, this is real. Maybe it's not. It might not be. It might not be. But it's as real as it gets. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on him for believing in something because there's many people in the world who have some sort of belief. But because of what he believed, he disowned his daughter and took her pictures off the wall and his other kids were not allowed to say her name. Then his son, the only person that could pass on their last name, came out as gay. He disowned him. Then the younger daughter, my aunt, you get out of here. I hope you get stung. 
the, the youngest daughter, my aunt, she grew up and she realized that she didn't want to be a part of that either. And she was upset with the rules and everything. They disowned her. Yeah. They wrote off the three things they created for for a belief in a in a in a magical creature in the heavens that somebody wrote about in a book. He could have he could have gotten into golf. He could have gotten into running a business. He could have gotten into Buddhism. Yeah. But because he chose that one path, it ruined. How many more lives? So many lives, yeah. man. So many lives. And my mom talks about it in the, the one I did with her. It's insane, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I that's where I think like beliefs. I think everybody should have beliefs. I think you should if you want to believe in in Buddha or Muhammad or Jesus, like I think you should be allowed to believe in them as long as it's not hurting or intentionally hurting someone else. Yeah. And just somebody being offended that you believe in Jesus versus Muhammad, I don't think that's qualifies as hurting somebody else. I think mm -hmm. disowning your family and ruining their lives because they don't, they grew up without a father or whatever yeah. that, that constitutes <laughs> damaging other people. Well, yeah. And it gets extreme with, um, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what to call the religion, but what, whatever religion it is where you cannot draw a picture of Muhammad. I've never heard that. You've never heard that? Is that Christianity? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say because I don't know, and I'm not going to derail the conversation to look it up right now. They Have you not heard about this? People getting beheaded in Paris because they drew a cartoon version of Muhammad. They're getting their fucking heads chopped off. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, man, it's serious. That's mm. how strongly they believe that you should not draw a picture of their prophet. Well, I mean, that's just like, I mean, that's just radical Islam, right? Yeah, isn't it? I, I mean, that's I think, like I think so, but I don't, I don't know. That's the whole thing behind the well, Taliban and behind ISIS and everything. It's well, just radical. That's part of the problem. Is you Islam. have people, you have people like me who read stories, and I can't really comment knowledgeably on what's actually happening. Uh, if I can sum it into anything, it's basically what you're saying too. It's like, if you want to believe something, that's cool, but don't, don't <clears throat> judge other people because they believe something different. Right. Like just let everybody, no one knows, man. No one knows. Just mm -hmm. let, let everybody do what they're going to do. Let's just chill for 80 years, make some babies Watch some football, eat some Georgia peaches, drink some Elijah, you know? Like, why? Uh, why? I forgot I was going to do this whole thing in an accent. <laughs> oh, I missed it, a big uh, opportunity. Let's start over. Can we start over? <laughs> at, the, at the one hour mark, we're starting over. Mm. Sink. Um, it's disappointing, man. It's so disappointing. I, yeah, no, I totally agree. But I also vacillate between like, like, don't you respect people who have conviction at I the do. same time? I do. And maybe that's just because in our society now, it's like so many people don't like everybody's just like, hey, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I'm going to go on TikTok. 
I'm going to stream to Snapchat. What's Bieber doing? What's Bieber doing? <laughs> like, they don't have convictions that they're dying for. Like, Christians these days, like, there they're are Christians that have such strong convictions that they spend their lives, they don't have families, they don't have, like, proper relationships, whatever, they they go to other countries and they spend their lives trying to tell people about Jesus and sometimes they get killed for it. Yeah. And it's like, they were so convicted and they believe something so deeply. And it's like, you can't poo poo that, you know, you can't. I don't, I, I think and I'm not saying you, but I mean, just yeah. like in general, it's like, we can't, even if we don't believe that same thing, it's like, there is something and I don't know what the answer is. There's just something there about that conviction and how real that is and how much they believe what they've what they've come to believe in life you know what i mean it's well it's 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 a matter of dedication and you could you could you could compare that to a marriage you know like mm-hmm. it, that's why you that's why you enter that that relationship or that agreement with somebody is you want to believe that they're they're with you and they've got your back yeah. it's the same thing with religion like you believe in that thing and you're going to you're going to go for it and you're going to dedicate your life to it but it's it gets weird when you you attach it to the wrong things and but are they the wrong things well donald trump is the wrong you know. thing you know what i mean like he has convictions he has he he's he's a con man he has delusions he's but he's a con man he's dude he's not religious are you fucking kidding me no he's not no but he has he has been able to I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Go for it. He he's been able to brainwash people, and that's that's the most disappointing part. Yeah. There there's a significant portion of this country that has conservative ideals, and they have. Uh, you're in, remember you're in Georgia right now. <laughs> Be get, careful. Am I gonna get shot? There's some uh, pew pew Civil War snipers right over the hill <laughs> over there. Sure, they're just waiting they're, for me. They've got their muskets what out. What you say about Trump? Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty accurate. No, that was a very good Georgian accent. I, I love all genuine people who want to. I've said this before on something else. Like most people just want to go to a job and make money and take care of their family and live in a house. Go to the lake on the weekend. Yeah, hang out with their friend. That's what most people want. Most people don't want to be fired up about this shit. Yeah, but they have. They don't have to, but they do. They get fired up. And then you got somebody like Trump who, he, because he's the only choice, they have to latch onto that. And that's what sucks is because. Like they don't necessarily agree with everything he says or does or whatever, but he is the, he is the representation of their party for the time being. So you have to support him. They have to go that direction or to the other side and they don't want to go to the other side because it's because it's a or b a or b there needs to be c d e f g h yeah there was somebody on i mean maybe i'm just out of it but i went and voted and there was a third candidate for president joe on the jorgensen i'd never heard his name before it's a girl her (laughs) i had no idea it was a her until this second (laughs) how did we get how did i get to the ballot box and I don't have my head in the sand. I don't follow politics, mm-hmm. but I don't have my head in the sand. Mm-hmm. How did I get to where the ballot is in front of me? And there's somebody on there 
for president that I've yeah. never heard their name before. It's a bad Are system. Are you kidding me? It's a bad system. But there, there's no there's no inspiration, there's no incentive for the people in charge to change it because they don't want us to have options. They want you to choose. One. That's why they have the fucking primaries. That's why Bernie has been pushed out two different elections and somebody more mainstream has been chosen because they think he can't win. Yeah. The, you can't have Warren and Buttigieg and Biden and Kamala and like, you can't have all these people running against Trump because then Trump will win because they split the votes. So the, they should, they just... I mean, that's kind of what happened in 2016 too. Mm -hmm. Like they couldn't, I mean, eventually Hillary won, but it was like such a cat fight just mm -hmm. to get a decent candidate yeah. for the Democrats that mm -hmm. it was like, by the time they were done with all their infighting, it was like Trump had already had a lead. Yeah. And it was like, you can't, like, you can't even be unified on your side. That, that, that's the other issue is that if Trump had opposition within the party, I don't think he would win. Yeah. I don't think the majority of people want to vote for him. Yeah. They vote on a party line. He got 70 fucking million votes. 72. 72 million votes. And I think Biden got 78. Mm -hmm. So They're good with numbers. Something like that. He, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody takes me for anything I say. I hope not. Uh, he got, he got almost half of the country's vote. And I, I guarantee not all those people voted for Donald Trump. They voted for the Republican Party. I would say the majority even. Yeah. I would I would say the majority of the votes for him were for the Republican Party. Yeah. The system's fucked. Well, and it's sad that, like, there's a ton of people I love and respect who are Republicans mm -hmm. and who, who are smart and who know what they're doing. And I think Republicans in general are smart and and they have a lot of good, like, I don't agree with Democrats on everything. I don't mm -hmm. agree with Republicans on Same everything. Same with me. Same with me. But it's just become so one-sided. What's the word I'm looking for? Divisive. Divisive. Um, Partisan? A or B. What's, yeah. What's the A or B? Yeah. I know, I know. Binary? Yeah, or sure. whatever. Sure. Yeah. That there's just no going back. Mm -hmm. It's like you're you're either in it or you're not. It's not like, and it's, and now it's gone binary to the point of if you're on the other side, I hate you. Like if you're voting for Biden and you're not trying to keep the Republican party in power, I hate you. Yeah. And think up, about that. And splitting, I hate you. And splitting up families. Yeah. People are scared to go to Thanksgiving because they oh got to have a conversation. imagine. They got to have a conversation around the, the table about who won or lost or should have won. Yeah. You, yeah, I mean, there are certain people in your lives that because their opinion differs from you, you can't even talk about that kind right. of stuff. I saw all these pictures at some point during the election. I would see all these pictures of like George W. Bush and um, Clinton or whoever just like hugging or like going out to dinner or like whatever. It was like, yeah, they're all on different sides. They all believe completely different things. They're all running against each other and they're all still humans mm -hmm. and they can all still love and respect each other. Yeah. And the fact that 
Trump can't even get out of the office or admit to any kind of defeat. Defeat. You yeah. Know. yeah. It's just. I know. Like my like sad. my buddy who's like, well, we still don't know who won. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Everyone knows who won. <laughs> I don't care if you agree with it or not, who, whatever, but we know who won. That's Can crazy. we just fucking move on? That's crazy. Man. I hope we have the most boring four years of our lives yeah. starting in January next year. I'm so fucking over it. We, I hope Biden can actually do what, I mean, obviously politicians almost never do what they say they're going to do, mm -hmm. but when he gave his, his, uh, acceptance speech or whatever it was the other night and like 80% of the speech was just talking about reconciliation mm -hmm. and he like addressed Trump voters and said like, I know you didn't vote for me and I know why you didn't vote for me, but I want to be your president and I want to work together and I want to unify and bring people like, God, I was so hopeful to hear that. Mm -hmm. Like regardless of his beliefs or his, his uh, stances or whatever, like I don't, I probably don't, agree with him on everything, but mm -hmm. it was like just to hear somebody in leadership standing up and talking about unifying people and trying to bring them together and make people respect and love each other again. It was just so refreshing. It was like, if he could actually work towards that and pull it off, oh, man, it would just be like a dream right now. I wonder if there's anyone in the world who could, who, who, who would be the best person to do that? Yeah. Is, it, is it Bieber? Gandhi. Gandhi? Is it, is it Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm. Uh, probably not. Is it, um, who, who it's does not, every, who does every, Johnny Depp. is it The Rock? Oh, maybe. Do we need The Rock? That's too far. <laughs> I was on board until then. <laughs> I was excited when Kanye ran. I, I kind of thought he would get more traction in like just the absurdity he, of it all. He waited too long, man. Is that what it was? He waited. He couldn't get on the ballot in like 40 states or something like that. Oh. I was excited. I was going to vote for him. Was he on the ballot? He was in on the some, ballot. In some states? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, he, got, he got like 1.5% or something <laughs> like that. Which, I want to know how many, do you know how many votes that actually is? Mm, like seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> he probably got like a few thousand. Not even Kim voted for him. <laughs> She voted for Trump. <laughs> She's like, somebody got to get this crazy fucker out of here. Oh, my gosh. These trees are nice. I like it down here, man. I like it. You should move down here. When, nice. when I got here, the first night it was raining and it was, it was bad. Yeah, like that ever, very first night it was raining. Ever since then, it's been clear. Mm -hmm. No clouds at all. North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. This is a Ray Charles, Ray Charles land, man. Right? Was he from Georgia? He Georgia on my mind. But was he from Georgia? Maybe he was from like Iowa, North Dakota, and he's just thinking about Georgia. Uh, yeah, it was pretty miserable when we first got here because it's too hot. It is, it's too humid. It's not even the heat. Oh, Santa's home. She's like, what are these weirdos doing? Um, it wasn't even the heat, man. It was the humidity and like the dew point. I've started to learn about dew point. That makes more even, of a difference than humidity. I don't even know what that means. So normally like 
I think normally a dew point in like a comfortable situation is in like the forties or fifties. And we have days where dew point is like 78. Like you can't breathe outside. The where dew is created. I don't from know. From condensation. I don't know. I just know it's, it's, it's a, it's one of the like statistics that you see. It, it's tied to, it's tied to humidity, humidity somehow. Yeah. 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 But it, it's like, you can kind of look at the dew point and judge how comfortable it's going to be outside. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's above 65, it's not going to be comfortable yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. And we have days where it's like 77, 78. And it's just the day we were unpacking our truck when we moved here. It was. That's I, in August. Yeah. Yeah. It was in uh, late August. And I felt like I just jumped in a pool, like literally jumped in a pool with my clothes on. You just. Strip down to your boxers or what? No, it was just, it's just brutal, man. <laughs> you have to like keep a, keep like a handkerchief with you. Literally. It's you like, have a that's like a Southern thing, but yeah, it's like, right? it you makes have to, sense. You have to keep a bandana or something with mm-hmm. you to wipe your face off. Yeah. Or you like, yeah, your eyes are burning and it's just miserable. Yeah, man. But now it's, oh, dude, it's paradise right now. 63 and, cool and breezy and it's beautiful nice this, this is yeah. the time to be here for sure yeah i think november to like march or april mm-hmm. probably the time so you just have to go back to the uh the vacation that's home. what that's what snowbirds do yeah i'm understanding retirees now because <laughs> they live in we used to have my uh grandparents used to do that they live in indiana for the entire summer because mm-hmm. it's like maybe in the 90s like but it's nice and manageable mm-hmm. and then in the winter instead of it being you know 15 and snowing they come live down here or they come live in texas or something where it's you know in the 60s the entire winter texas seems appealing i kind of i kind of want to go there that's where all my not all my that's where my grandparents and my aunt and uncle both moved to like southern it's the very southern tip of texas Mm -hmm. they're like 20 minutes from south padre island and 20 minutes from mexico Hmm. it's in san benito Mm -hmm. benito benito oh i added a d yeah it's understandable uh but yeah that's 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 uh that's a thing that happens they until they got too old they for a while they were driving back up to indiana every summer for a month or two months or whatever. And then they drive back to Texas for the rest of the winter. They call them snowbirds. Mm-hmm. I I could, I could get used to that. Yeah. Having two different houses in two different locations. And you just, you're basically, you're basically following the sun, right? Yeah. You're following the weather. You, you have enough money and time to follow the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to put up with the bandana in Georgia. You're just like, um, even if it's just, I mean, it's not even about your house at that point. Like even if they all lived in, uh, trailers, they lived in trailer parks. They were like, nice. They were nice trailer parks, but it was still, <laughs> let's just, let's just, just trailer. Let's classify. It was a nice trailer park. They had a swimming pool. Oh, damn. They had, a, they had like a rec hall with a pool table. Oh, damn. Y'all like want to go down? Retirement, retirement communities. Mm-hmm. There's something very appealing about that. And yep. I totally like, I kind of bemoaned them. I think when I was, a, when I was, you know, in my twenties of like, Oh, they're, they're just going to 
move there when they're 55 and retire and just like waste the rest of their life and just sit in the lawn chair and whatever. And I was like, oh, they could be doing so much more with their lives and mm-hmm. traveling and doing whatever. But I think just as the older I get, I understand more with like the human condition yeah, and like just how shitty life is. Yeah. And like, I understand like my uncle that lives down there, he moved down there when he was like 45. <laughs> like he retired and moved down there when he for- was 45. Sounds and awesome. it was always like a joke in the family. Cause he couldn't, uh, couldn't get into the retirement community that he wanted to be in. Cause it was 55 and over and they wouldn't <laughs> let him in. But I was just thinking about this the other day. He was also in Vietnam. Mm. and he never talks about it, doesn't want to talk about it, but I'm sure like that was terrible and I'm sure it messed him up and I'm sure like he came back and could probably think of nothing better than when he's 45 to just move to Texas and sit in a lawn chair for the rest of his life. Yeah. It's like he went through and saw so many terrible things and, and had to participate in so many terrible things. Yeah. And it probably, you know, scarred him so bad that like, yeah, sitting in a lawn chair for the, for the last 40 years of my life actually sounds like a pretty good idea. And I have, I now have a lot more sympathy for an empathy for that position. That, that that's what you have to figure out. Right. I mean, I think hopefully everybody at some point reaches the point where they're like, what am, what am I doing? Like you can only do so many things and then you're just waiting Yeah, and you're just trying to enjoy whatever you have. And if you're fortunate enough to retire at 45, I mean, he's still probably dealing with the memories and the, the night terrors and whatever happens with that. I mean, you're just Just like you want. And I think it's, it was probably the same way with a lot of the, people that came back from world war two it's like oh dude you've just experienced so much horror and terror it's like all i want to do is live in a three-bedroom ranch house and go to work nine to five and Mm -hmm. have my kids be safe and grow up in a nice school for the rest of their lives and just make a good life for them and that's what happened i mean that's the that's how the you know that was the american dream for a while it's Mm -hmm. just come back and own a house and not get shot at and almost yeah. die every day yeah. and whatever. That, that seems like the dream to me, man. Like I, I don't have a, I don't have a wife or a girlfriend or anything anymore, but like I've got the kids and I love them. And I mean, I, I have a job and I go to work, but like if I could just have someone else to spend my time with, mm-hmm. like I, that's really all there is, you know, Aww. you, you You've got... Uh, you should put that excerpt on Bumble. <laughs> Can you post videos on Bumble? Bumble is working out for me down here. Can you post videos on there? That could be like your bio video. <laughs> I just want somebody to spend the time with. This guy's so depressing. I just want, I'm just going to swipe left and go to the next guy. I just want somebody who will snuggle me. No, the, uh, the Bumble experience down here is... I mean, I was you were, telling you. You were getting Bumble... You were getting bumbled. I got matched many more times here than I did in Portland. Do people but, match you too? Like, do you get notified that people are matching you or seeing you and are Bumble, swiping or whatever? Bumble's different because you're swiping, but once you match with somebody, the uh, they, they put the um, 
authority or I don't know what the word is, but they put the, the responsibility on the female. They have to message you first. I can't just message, message whoever I want. Always on the female? Yeah. I they, mean, that's, that's the point of it is that it, it puts it on them. So if, I mean, so who knows how many matches all these girls are getting, you know, hundreds of matches. Interesting. Because dudes so, are just like, choo, 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 yeah. Choo. Um, so yeah, they have to respond first and then you go from there. And so that's different from, I don't really use Tinder. Um, cause I just haven't had much luck with it, but yeah, down here in, in, in the South. But, but the girls can also go through, they're going through and they're swiping as well. Right. Sure. Yeah. So they could swipe on you mm-hmm. and be like, I like well, that guy. Yeah. That's and then you match. And then do they get to contact you? They have to first. If I if I match with somebody and they're just like, oh man, I, I my thumb went the wrong way on this guy, yeah. then they just don't say anything. But if somebody, if like a girl is doing it and she matches, like she likes your picture, mm-hmm. she likes your bio or whatever, and mm-hmm. she wants to get to know you, mm-hmm. she has to contact you first. Like you can't contact cannot, her. Yes, exactly. So you don't know if somebody until somebody actually contacts you no it tells you that you match so if oh. you match with somebody and they don't send you a message <laughs> then you know they screwed up oh nice <laughs> and it only gives you 24 hours <laughs> so you're like hmm it's been 23 hours <laughs> where is phoebe come on carla <laughs> swipe left yeah man it's it's what rough a, what a crazy world it's man. rough you gotta I don't know, man. Like, there, there's got to be a way to do it in real life. This, There used to be. Remember we didn't have computers when well, we were kids? I think people just got married to people they didn't want to be married to. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> You know, true. squeeze out six or nine kids and... They were less, uh, yeah, less... They just... They discerning. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's it, the word. It, it's hard these days, you know, when you're in your thirties and you got kids and I mean, people are, uh, leaves are falling on you. I mean, think about it. If you were, if you were a 20 something girl and you saw some 30 year old, 36 year old guy with three kids, would you swiping on that? I wouldn't. Well, maybe if you want a sugar daddy, I'd be like, right. Yeah. Cause I'm loaded. Up <laughs> she didn't know that. I'm sleeping in your house. She didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, I have a really cool hotel room. You got a really nice downtown Athens. Car. Really nice rental car. Mm-hmm. It was, it was it's the a upgrade. Ford Escape. It was the upgraded SUV. Mm, yeah, it's great. So you think he's not as terrible as it's being no, made out to she's be? She's a terrorist, man. Which sucks because she's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's a fucking terrorist, dude. Seriously. Oh, what does that have to do? I'll with put anything? that into, and then I'll say, <laughs> "Keep it crispy." Keep it crispy. <laughs> Keep it crispy. Okay, that's the end.